Morning, everyone. Four times a year, we'd like to give you just a brief financial uh, update on uh, the status uh, of our church, just to be transparent and open with you. Uh, for the first six months uh, of the year, uh, we have received $155,000 for missions. Uh, that is very good and right on target. Uh, for the whole uh, building campaign for the Connection Center, we have received to date uh, $1.9 million. Uh, so that's also very good, and we are tracked to eventually get that paid off. Um, we have received $880,000 uh, for operating, again, uh, for the first six months. That is under uh, about $9,000 what we budgeted. Uh, expenses have been around $911,000. That's about $21,000 lower than budgeted. Uh, overall, we are ending the year with about a uh, $31,000 um, shortfall. Now, Wednesday, as I was preparing uh, this update, uh, I received a check in the mail. And can you guess how much it was for? Yeah, exactly right. So thanks be to God. Uh, <laughs> We are looking pretty good. You know, summer um, normally is a, is a time we see a slowdown, uh, both in attendance and giving. This summer is the same. So if you're out on vacation or, or otherwise busy, uh, don't forget uh, your church um, still goes on. So thank you so much for your generosity. Well, last week we started a new series uh, called The Artisan Soul. And we're experiencing, we're exploring this um, Biblical idea of beauty. Now think about it. The entire universe came from the imagination of God. The whole thing started with God dreaming about it. Now this next statement will really blow you away. God put in within each and every one of us that same creativity. We all carry within us the essence of an artist. We all need to create. We all need to be a part of a process that brings to the world something that is beautiful, something that is good, and something that is true. That helps to bring our souls to life. Erwin uh, McManus, uh, a pastor who, by the way, is going to be at one of the speakers at the Global Leadership Summit coming up, says this. He says, the most important work of art to which we give ourselves are the lives that we live. I love that. You see, God designed each and every one of us to be artists with the ability to create something beautiful. Every action that we take, the love that we show, the, the relationships that we build have the potential to become something meaningful and inspiring and pointing other people to our Creator God. God put creativity into each and every one of us so that we can release that artisan soul that is within all of us. So let me ask you a question. What was your dream for the future when you were a child? Do you even remember? I, I hope you do. Now there's a good chance that over the years that dream uh, changed. Maybe it changed just a little bit. Or maybe it changed a lot. Some of us may be doing exactly what we always imagined that we would be doing. Others of us may be doing something 
quite different than we ever dreamed. Now, I, I grew up watching a lot of cowboy shows. Lone Ranger, Roy Rogers, Gunsmoke, Bonanza. Some of you younger folks don't know what I'm talking about. And of course, John Wayne. And the one thing that they all had in common were horses. Plus, my grandfather had a barn full of them, and so I dreamed, as long as I can remember, of owning my first horse, which happened about sixth grade when my parents figured I was old enough to take care of it. But it didn't stop there. While other kids were, were dreaming of baseball or being football stars or tennis stars, I, I was dreaming of more horses and bigger horses and, and huge pickup trucks and horse trailers. I, I dreamed a lot about show horses and, and how I could be the best one. And I dreamed of how I could do all this and make a living out of it. <laughs> well, that didn't work out so well, but I tried hard. I remember just a few years before my father passed away, out of the blue, he said to me one day, he said, the biggest mistake I made in raising you was letting you have that first horse. <laughs> so not everybody's going to believe in your dream, and that's okay. God began to reshape my dream into his plan for my life. You see, seeing our dreams change probably happens to many, if not all of us. I mean, think about it. You graduated from, from high school or from college, and, and imagine what your future was going to look like, you know, when you arrived. And then suddenly, or, or maybe slowly, it, you found that dream was, was never going to happen, never going to materialize. And maybe it even set you back. Maybe it, uh, it left you feeling lost and, and floundering. Maybe the man or woman that you you thought you were going to marry, marry, married somebody else. Or maybe you did marry them and it didn't turn out the way you thought it would. Maybe you dreamed of a, of a certain career or vocation, but life took you in a different direction. The truth is, imagination is so powerful. Everything that is now possible was at one time impossible. I mean, everything. But the fact is that somebody one day dared to imagine that Somebody dared to begin to dream. I mean, everything in life begins with a dream, doesn't it? I mean, that the dream to put a, a man on the moon began with, with, with a president casting the vision, you know, President Kennedy. Our Connection Center began as a, as a dream. God gave to our building committee, and they passed it on to the congregation, and the congregation passed it on to the architect, and, and he took the dream, and he began to put it down on blueprint, where every shingle, where every, where every nail would go. And so you would know exactly what the new building would look like before you even turned a single shovel full of dirt. Now, yeah, we made some modifications along the way, but, but the building in reality looked identical to the building on paper. And that's exactly how dreams begin. And the truth is, everybody needs a dream for life. In fact, I'll be so bold as to say that each person here has a God-given dream. And you need to know what that dream is. If you don't dream, you'll drift. If you don't dream, you'll drift. Dreams give meaning and purpose and clarification to life, and it keeps us on track. And yet, how many of us know what that dream is? How many of us know where we're going? 
Well, in, in Paul's letter to the Ephesians, chapter 1, he, he writes some incredible words. I want you to listen. It's a fairly long passage, so, so hang in there as I read it, beginning with verse 11. This is what he writes. In him, that is Christ, we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. In order that we, who were the first to put our hope in Christ, might be for the praise of his glory. And you also were included in Christ when you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation. And when you believed, you were marked in him with a seal, the promised Holy Spirit, who is a deposit guaranteeing our inheritance until the redemption of those who are God's possession to the praise of his glory. Verse 15, listen. For this reason, ever since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love for all of God's people, I have not stopped giving thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers. And I keep asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. Verse 18. And I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which he has called you the riches of his glorious inheritance in his holy people and his incomparably great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength. In verse 11, let me just read that again. He says, in him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of of his will. You see, God has a plan for our life. Christ followers need to know where they're going in life. They need to have this God-given dream, a, a mission in life that is moving you towards it. I believe that it is essential, absolutely essential, that you know what you want to be and you know what you want to do. Now, Stephen Covey says that most dreams are, are not invented. Most dreams are detected. And so maybe God has a dream for you that, that you haven't detected yet, you haven't discovered. So begin praying, God, what kind of dream do you have for me? Help me to dream your dream for my life. What do you want me to create with the years that I have left? What do you want me to do? You see, how we live our life is determined by our own imagination. The hope of, of God's future for you should determine how you live now, how you live today. I mean, think about it. We, we do things every day to get ready for the future, don't we? We plan for our, our, our financial needs. We plan for our physical needs. We, we plan for that home eventually that we will buy. And we train and we network and we educate and we, we discipline ourselves for that future. If a person wants to be a, a great musician or artist or, or an athlete, they know what they need to do each and every day now to prepare for the future. They get up earlier than anybody else. They train harder than anybody else. They, they leave before, uh, after everybody else is gone. They're meticulous about what they eat and, and, and how they train and how they sleep. 
So our imaginations can be powerful tools to help us reach our future. And it also helps us to understand events in our life. It helps us to understand both the, the ugly events, and there will be some, and those beautiful events as well. You see, we, we all have these filters that, that we accumulate through life, and, and, and those filters help us to interpret events. And they either blind us, those filters blind us to, to the beauty and wonder and possibility that surrounds us, or those filters bring them to light and help us to see things the way God sees them. My paternal grandparents were perfect examples of this. A grandpa's filter made it hard for him to see beauty and wonder. A grandma, on the other hand, her filter made everything seem wondrous. I, I used to think of grandma and grandpa as, as Tigger and Eeyore. Do you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Grandpa kind of had his inner Eeyore that he had to uh, struggle with. Anybody else have that inner e Eeyore? Yeah. Nobody does. Good. That's great. The other service was about half of them. And some of us have that inner Tigger. We're just excited about every day. And those filters, they, they color events in our, in our lives. People who have faith in God's dream, they see every event, good or bad, as something that God will use to help them achieve their God-given dream. Now, folks, nobody had a bigger imagination in the Bible, I think, than Joseph in the Old Testament. God gave him a dream one day. Do you remember what that dream was? That he would be a, a great ruler. And when he shares his dream with his family, they, they, they shoot it down. In fact, the Bible says they hated him. They hated Joseph. And they hated his dream. In fact, his brothers hatched a, a plot to get rid of him. They sell him to some traders. And, and he is taken to Egypt and he's sold as a household a servant to a, a captain in Pharaoh's army named Potiphar. Be a ruler? Not likely. Any chance of his dream coming true now must have seemed very remote to him. But he held on to his dream, and, and despite the horrible events that would have caused any of us to have given up, he would not give up. He believed that, that God would somehow take it and fulfill his dream through him. And the Bible says that Joseph worked hard and succeeded and was put in charge of, of the estate of Potiphar. And so things were looking up. His, his hard work, his can-do spirit was, was finally paying off. That is until Potiphar's wife took a, a liking to the good-looking young man and tried to seduce him. As a result, she lied about him to her husband who had him thrown into jail. And again, it looks like failure. Every time he, he takes a step forward, he has to take two steps backward. Life keeps throwing him uh, lemons, and try as he might, he can't turn it into lemonade. But Joseph holds on to the dream, and he will not let go. And once again, he rises to the top. The warden of the jail puts him in charge of the entire prison, and he's running it. And while he's, in, while he's in prison, he meets two high officials of, of Pharaoh's court who are there for ticking off the king. And they promise that if he will help them to get out, that they will, and they get back in favor of the king, they'll, they'll help him to escape from jail. And one of them does, but 
he forgets his promise to Joseph. And he spends 10 years, 10 long years, sitting in a jail wondering if the dream that he had from God would ever come true. Well, to make a long story short, Pharaoh receives a dream from God. Joseph interprets its meaning. As a result, he is elevated to one of the most powerful men and one of the most powerful nations of the time. He is 30 years old. It took 13 years for that dream to be fulfilled. And many times it must have looked to him like God was going to let him down. But Joseph held on. Every event must have looked like a disaster in the making. But Joseph would not let go of that dream. We can't give up. In fact, we need to let God stretch our dreams. I mean, think about it. Do you think that Joseph would ever have come up with this dream, with this outrageous dream? Near the last of, of 12 sons born to a nomadic shepherd in the middle of, of nowhere, no way. Not in his wildest dreams. You see, sometimes we just dream too small. Again, the Apostle Paul writes in Ephesians chapter 3, he says, God is able to do immeasurably more than all that we ask or imagine according to his power that is at work within us. That's almost a challenge by God. God is saying to us today, I dare you to dream bigger than me. And so we need to ask ourselves, what could God do in my life if I let him? What could God do in my life if I let him? Write it down. Be clear and be specific about it. This becomes your mission statement. Have a clear mental picture uh, of where you want to go. And then pray that, that God will help you achieve it. Uh, years ago, hundreds of years ago, when I was a young pastor, I spent time praying and reflecting on what I wanted to accomplish in, in, before I died. And I came up with, with five things, and I, I wrote those five things down, and periodically I go back and I look at them to make sure that I am still on track. And, and I make sure that, that they guide everything that I do, how I use my time, how I spend my money, how, uh, my relationships, my ministry. See, Hebrews chapter 11 says this, Faith is the evidence of things not seen. And so having written it down as a statement of faith, that though that dream is not yet in your possession, you're going to trust, you're going to believe God for that dream. We need to hold on to those dreams. We need to commit them to God and then not give up. Now the truth is, is that failure is more than likely, but it's not final unless you choose it to be. Again, the Apostle Paul writes in verse 18, he says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know, know the hope to which he has called you. You see, God's hope is a powerful tool to reshape us and to help us reach God's future. Now, maybe along the way, um, some of you have gotten all excited about what you thought was a God-given dream. But you fell flat on your face and you bombed out. And you think, why did God give me this dream just to set me up for failure? And I can imagine that Joseph must have either said that or been tempted to say that. But each time he failed, he got back up again. He worked his way back. 
And so you have tried. Maybe you've tried and you failed. I would encourage you to try a new approach. You see, one of the principles of the Bible teaches is that we build on our hopes, not on our hurts. Thomas Jefferson once said that he was much more interested in the dreams of the future than he was in reviewing the history of the past. And I believe God is the same way. The past is over. I can't change the past, so I build on my hopes. I don't build on my hurts. I build on my hopes. Let God do a work in you. See, that's the only limit to God's power, is the limit that we put on Him. And so in the midst of our unmet expectations in life, hope means not getting bitter. It means not walking away. It means not demanding results uh, from God. But hope in God's dream means taking an active stance towards life and God, even in the midst of our heartache. It is intentionally trusting, it is powerfully obedient, and it is dependent upon Him. Think about it for a moment. Dream with me how different life might be if each of us was actively seeking God's dream for our life. Maybe some of you are not too far from college. In a couple months, you're going to be moving to college for the first time, and you're wondering, what's my dream? What's my purpose? What's my meaning? Do you know? Would you like to know? And think how different this church might be if, if, if we were relentlessly pursuing God's dream for this congregation and we allowed no obstacle to stop us. Imagine how we could shine as a beacon of hope to this city. Imagine how different this, this community could be if each and every one of us knew what our God-given dream was and we were busy making it become a reality. You see, we need a Savior to give us hope again. And his name is Jesus. And he is the only answer to our hopes and our dreams. And today we need to embrace him. We need to embrace Jesus, invite him into our life, and let him guide us to rest our hearts in him because he died and rose again to help those dreams become a reality. We can have a relationship with God. We can find forgiveness from our sins. We can find freedom from guilt. And we can find healing for our broken hearts. Let's pray. God, we want to start pursuing our God-given dreams. But God, some of us here, our, our dreams have been crushed. And we're wondering what's next in life. God, renew and, and, and refresh our dreams. Remind us, God, of this incredible imagination that you have placed within, within each and every one of us. And by the power of your hope, God, give us a new dream, we pray, through Christ our Lord. Amen.